This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Martin Gabor. It's Monday, the 22nd of November. In your sport today, Tim Payne stands down as Australia's test captain. Videos emerge of the missing Peng Shui. Manchester United need a new manager. And the V8s have their champion. This is your sport today. We are less than three weeks away from the start of the men's ashes and Australia doesn't have a captain. That's right, the big news in Australian sport over the weekend has been the resignation of Tim Payne as test captain over a sexing incident that happened four years ago. Gabs, give us the context behind Payne's decision to stand down. Okay, so in November 2017, Payne was involved in a sexting exchange with a cricket Tasmania colleague. It happened right as the Ashes started that summer, and at the time, Payne and his wife, Bonnie, had just had a young daughter. Now, a complaint was later made by the female colleague, but both the Cricket Tasmania and Cricket Australia investigation found the exchange to be consensual, and for that reason, Payne was cleared of any breach of the Code of Conduct, and the CA board decided to keep it private for the best interests of all parties. Now, that review happened after the sandpaper incident in South Africa where Payne took over the captaincy and he was later made full-time captain of the test team. Then on Friday, News Corp papers released a text exchange between Payne and the colleague and Payne immediately stood down as captain. He said that his actions did not meet the standards of an Australian cricket captain. Yep, so big news, Gabs. Uh, That happened on Friday. Since then, we've heard from CA's chairman, Richard Freudenstein, and he said on Saturday the current board would have acted differently had the incident happened today. Yeah, he did, but that's only raised more questions. Freudenstein said that CA backed Payne's decision to stand down, and if it happened today, the board would have taken the captaincy off Payne. But the chairman at the time, David Peaver, has accused CA of double standards. He said that Freudenstein must have known about the Payne incident since joining the board two years ago. So Peaver said that if he and the board felt so strongly about it, why didn't they do something about it earlier? The CA board will have to make another decision pretty soon soon, they're going to have to appoint a new test captain and fast bowler and vice captain Pat Cummins is the current favourite. Yep. And Australia hasn't had a fast bowler as captain since Ray Linville back in 1956. Payne says he's still available to play and he is in the Ashes squad. Uh, There'll be plenty more on this as the Ashes gets closer. Let's switch to Rugby Union, where Wallabies coach Dave Rennie says his side was let down by, quote, horrendous refereeing decisions in their 29-28 loss to Wales yesterday morning. Yeah, fair to say he wasn't happy with the officials after the game, and he pointed out two pretty crucial calls that he thought cost the Wallabies the win. The first came after just 15 minutes when Rob Valentini was sent off for what looked like an accidental head clash. It meant that the Wallabies had to play the final 65 minutes a man down, and it did get worse when Kurtley Beale was also shown a yellow card, which meant he was off the field for 10 minutes. Now, the other incident, Fez, came in the second half when Wales a try off what Rennie thought was a deliberate knock on, which should have seen the Welsh player sent to the sin bin, just like Beale was. 
Yeah, despite only having the 13 players on the field at one point, the Aussies, they nearly won. The Wallabies were up 28-26, but Wales kicked a penalty goal with the final play of the game. It means the Wallabies lost all three matches in Europe. Uh, So today's trivia question brought to you by the Union Live app. Get that for your rugby scores here and abroad. When was the last time Australia failed to win a test on a European tour? It was a while back, Gabs. You got a clue for us? Yeah, it was so long ago that Malcolm Fraser was still PM of Australia. That's all you need to know. Find out the answer (laughs) at the end of the show. Now to the latest on a missing Chinese tennis player, Peng Shui. Well, she might not be missing any longer because over the weekend, vision of Peng was posted on social media, but it hasn't convinced the Women's Tennis Association. No, it hasn't. So pictures and video of Peng were posted on Twitter on the weekend with Hu Jijin, the editor-in-chief of Chinese newspaper Global Times, sharing videos of Peng eating at a restaurant in Beijing on Saturday night and then at a junior tennis tournament on Sunday. Who expects Pung to show up in public soon, but WTA chairman Steve Simon says he isn't convinced until her safety and whereabouts have been verified and that the relationship between WTA and China is at a crossroads and there's, that could mean no tournaments in China next year. Peng has been missing since November 2 after alleging former Vice Premier Shang Li sexually assaulted her. Yeah, and some news has just come through this morning that Peng has had a video call with International Olympic Committee President Thomas Buck. A statement by the IOC said the call went for half an hour and that Peng said she is safe and living at her home in Beijing. She just wants some privacy. Vision of the video, though, hasn't been shared by the IOC. Let's go to the English Premier League now because one of the biggest clubs in the world is looking for a new manager. Manchester United sacked their coach Ole Gunnar Solskjaer just 12 games into the season. Yeah, I'm a United fan and I think most people saw this one coming. So the decision to sack Solskjaer comes after the Red Devils were beaten 4-1 by Norwich over the weekend and that was their fourth loss from just their past five EPL games. Manchester had started the season really well and only a few months ago had signed Solskjaer to a three-year extension but they're now 12 points behind leaders Chelsea. This is a big deal because Solskjaer had a really successful career at United as a player which included one of the club's most famous goals to win the Champions League title against Bayern Munich in 1999. He became interim manager back in 2018 after the club got rid of Jose Mourinho, but despite finishing second last season, the club never won a trophy while he was coach. Yeah, former United skipper Michael Carrick will take over as interim coach while the club looks for a new manager. The Formula One title looks like it's going to go down to the last race. Uh, Overnight, Mercedes driver Lewis Hamilton won again, this time in Qatar, and he's closing in on championship leader Max Verstappen. Fasten your seatbelts here because Hamilton (laughs) is now just eight points behind Verstappen. So Hamilton, he started the Qatar Grand Prix in pole position and he pretty much led the whole way. Verstappen, he had to start back in seventh place and that was because he was handed a five-place grid penalty for not slowing down when told to during qualifying. But by the start of just the fifth lap, he was already back up to second and he got an extra point for having the fastest lap of the race. Verstappen is now just eight points ahead, as you said, and Given a race winner gets 25 points for the win and second gets 18, it means that if Hamilton keeps winning, he's going to win his record eighth world championship. Yeah, third place gets 15 points and that went to 40-year-old Fernando Alonso in Qatar. It was his first podium finish since 2014. He's a two-time champion. The next race is on a new track in Saudi Arabia on December the 6th. 
Those living in Sydney, most of New South Wales really, will have had weekend plans ruined because of the non-stop rainfall. The heavy rain actually meant the final race of the V8 supercars in Sydney was called off, but the washout means Shane Van Gidsbergen is the V8 supercar champion for a second time. Yeah, he says it sucks. Well, sucks that the drivers couldn't put on a show in Sydney, but he's very happy that he's won another supercars title. Van Gisbergen says that 2021 has been an awesome year and hard to argue with him, Fez. He's won 14 races and now takes an unassailable 349-point lead over Red Bull Ampol teammate Jamie Winkup into the final round, which is a couple of weekends away in Bathurst. Now, you can't do donuts in the rain anyway, so it's probably best for him to wait until Mount Panorama? Well, I think you can't. I've never actually driven a car. Uh, yeah, I think it's better on a dry road, Gab, so <laughs> you really get to see the rubber stick to the road. Um, the Bathurst 1000 is on December the 5th. Time for Catch This, the stuff that caught our eye on what's coming up. And on the weekend, the WBBL finals were locked in. The Scorchers will host the final this Saturday over in Perth. The Renegades finish second, and they'll face the winner of the Strikers in the Heat. That match is on Wednesday, so lots of cricket this week. Gavs, what do you got? Yeah, that tournament is certainly making progress, which is quite fitting because that's what Tiger Woods just tweeted. He posted a video of him playing a bit of golf with the words making progress. This, of course, comes after he suffered serious injuries in a car crash earlier in the year. Yeah, Tiger is on the comeback trail. Uh, As for today's trivia question brought to you by the Union Live app, when was the last time the Wallabies didn't win a test match on a European tour? Gab, you said Malcolm Fraser was the Prime Minister. When was that? Well, all modern history buffs would know that he was Prime Minister in 1976. That's right, 1976, 45 years ago since the Wallabies didn't win a test match on a European tour. All right, that's it for us today. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, We'll catch you again on Tuesday. 